So today we're reading all about the letters that Jehu wrote. Jehu challenged the officials of Samaria to select a king from the sons of Ahab and then face the consequences of conflict with Jehu himself. The rulers were terrified by this psychological warfare. They swore allegiance to Jehu and then they obeyed the order of Jehu to kill Ahab's descendants. So we're going to read about that right now in chapter 10. And Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria, and Jehu wrote letters and sent to Samaria unto the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders and to them that brought up Ahab's children, saying, Now, as soon as this letter cometh to you, seeing your master's sons are with you, and there are with you chariots and horses, a fenced city also, and armor. Look even out the best and meetest of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, two kings stood not before him, how then shall we stand? And he that was over the house, and he that was over the city, the elders also, and the bringers up of the children, sent to Jehu, saying, We are thy servants, and will do all that thou shalt bid us. We will not make any king. Do thou that which is good in thine eyes." Then he wrote a letter the second time to them, saying, If ye be mine, and if ye will hearken unto my voice, take ye the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me to Jezreel by tomorrow this time. Now the king's sons, being seventy persons, were with the great men of the city which brought them up. And it came to pass, when the letter came to them, that they took the king's sons, and slew seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets, and sent him them to Jezreel. And there came a messenger, and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. And he said, Lay ye them in two heaps at the entering in of the gate until the morning. And it came to pass in the morning that he went out and stood and said to all the people, Ye be righteous. Behold, I conspired against my master, and slew him. But who slew all these? Know now that there shall fall unto the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which the Lord spake concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord hath done that which he spake by his servant Elijah. So Jehu slew all that remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, and all his great men, and his kinfolks, and his priests, until he left him none remaining. And he arose, and departed, and came to Samaria. And as he was at the shearing house in the way, Jehu met with the brethren of Ahaziah king of Judah, and said, Who are ye? And they answered, we are the brethren of Ahaziah, and we go down to salute the children of the king and the children of the queen. 
And he said, Take them alive. And they took them alive, and slew them at the pit of the shearing house, even two and forty men, neither left he any of them. And when he was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he saluted him, and said to him, Is thine heart right, as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. And he said, Come with me, and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him to ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained unto Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed him, according to the saying of the Lord, which he spake to Elijah. It's a massacre of Baal worshippers in verse 18. And Jehu gathered all the people together, and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu shall serve him much more. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants, and all his priests. Let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety, to the intent that he might destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal. And they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was full from one end to another. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. And he brought them forth vestments. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search, and look, that there be here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but the worshippers of Baal only. And when they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehu appointed fourscore men without, and said, If any of the men whom I have brought into your hands escape, he that letteth him go, his life shall be for the life of him. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in, and slay them, let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the captains cast them out, and went to the city of the house of Baal. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal, and burnt them. And they brake down the image of Baal, and brake down the house of Baal, and made it a draught house unto this day. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. Jehu was chosen by God to destroy this idolatrous dynasty, that of Ahab. In that call was the commission to eradicate Baalism, 
and unspeakably vile, cruel religion associated with drunkenness, human sacrifice, fornication, the destruction of the house of Ahab, the religion of Baal, it was an act of mercy to the Israelites. Had these things continued, Israel would have become spiritually and morally ripe for judgment and destruction. Okay, verse 29. Yep. Howbeit from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, Jehu departed not from not from after them, to wit the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in in Dan. And the Lord said unto Jehu, Because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in mine heart, thy children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord God of Israel with all his heart, for he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, which made Israel to sin. Jehu was zealous for God, but he didn't serve him with all his heart. He allowed the worship of the golden calves for political reasons. He took little interest in God's law. The spiritual reformation God intended was hindered because of this failure in leadership, which involved personal ambition and a love of power. Great revival and reformation dies when self-seeking interest takes priority over God's purpose. Jehu served God out of motives that were tainted by carnal self-interest and pride rather than out of a sincere desire and concern for truth and righteousness. Okay, verse 32. In those days the Lord began to cut Israel short, and Hazael smote them in all the coasts of Israel, from Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites and the Reubenites and the Manassites, from Aroer, which is by the river Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu, and all that he did, and all his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehoahaz, his son, reigned in his stead. And the time that Jehu reigned over Israel and Samaria was twenty and eight years. Okay, now we're moving on to chapter 11. Joash, the king of Judah, and also Athaliah, the only non-Davidic ruler in Judah's history. She was queen during a six-year reign of terror, the daughter of the wicked Ahab and Jezebel. She married Jehoram, the son of Judah's king Jehoshaphat. When King Ahaziah, the only son of Jehoram and Athaliah, was killed in Jehu's purge of Ahab's house, treacherous Athaliah mounted Judah's throne, attempting to purge it of David's descendants, including her own grandsons. Jehosheba, the wife of the high priest Jehoiada, hid the infant son of Ahaziah, whose name was Joash, preserving the Davidic line from which the Messiah would be born. Okay, chapter 11, verse 1. 
And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal seed. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her, hid in the house of the Lord, six years. And Athaliah did reign over the land. And the seventh year Jehoiada sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds, with the captains and the guard, and brought them to him into the house of the Lord, and made a covenant with them, and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that ye shall do. A third part of you that enter in on the Sabbath shall even be keepers of the watch of the king's house. And a third part shall be at the gate of Sur, and a third part at the gate behind the guard. So shall ye keep the watch of the house, that it be not broken down. And two parts of you all that go forth on the Sabbath, even they shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord about the king. And ye shall compass the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hand. And he that cometh within the ranges, let him be slain. And be ye with the king, as he goeth out, and as he cometh in. And the captains over the hundreds did according to all things that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they took every man his men that were to come in on the Sabbath, with them that should go out on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. So Jehoiada, the husband of Jehoshaphat, the high priest of the Lord during Athaliah's reign in the southern kingdom, he instigated Athaliah's overthrow, he set Joash on the throne, and he guided him in devotion to the Lord. Jehoiada preserved the messianic line. He effectively directed the young king, Joash, to renew the covenant between the Lord and his people and in destroying the religion of Baal. <clears throat> okay, we're on verse 10. To the captains over hundreds did the priest give King David's spears and shields that were in the temple of the Lord. And the guard stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, round about the king, from the right corner of the temple to the left corner of the temple, along by the altar and the temple. And he brought forth the king's son, and put the crown upon him, and gave him the testimony. And they made him king, and anointed him. And they clapped their hands, and said, God save the king. And when Athaliah heard the noise of the guard, and of the people, she came to the people, into the temple of the Lord. And when she looked, behold, the king stood by a pillar, as the manner was, and the princes and the trumpeters by the king. And all the people of the land rejoiced and blew with trumpets, and Athaliah rent her clothes and cried out, Treason! Treason! But Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the host, 
and said unto them, Have her without the ranges, and him that followeth her kill with the sword. For the priest had said, Let her not be slain in the house of the Lord. And they laid hands on her, and she went by the way by the which the horses came into the king's house, and there she was slain. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people, that they should be the Lord's people, between the king also and the people. And all the people of the land went into the house of Baal, and brake it down. His altars and his images brake they in pieces thoroughly, and slew Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. And he took the rulers over hundreds, and the captains, and the guard, and all the people of the land. And they brought down the king from the house of the Lord, and came by the way of the gate of the guard to the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the king's. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was in quiet. And they slew Athaliah with the sword beside the king's house. Seven years old was Jehoash when he began to reign. Chapter 12 Jehoash is going to repair the temple. As long as Jehoiada the high priest was his counselor, Jehoash served the Lord. After Jehoiada's death, Jehoash forsook the Lord. He began to serve idols. He multiplied his sin, murdering Jehoiada's son, Zechariah, who condemned him for forsaking the Lord. Jehoash was killed by his own servants for this murder. He began well as a king, and yet he ended in spiritual ruin. Chapter 12, verse 1. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign, and forty years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all his days, wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. And Jehoash said to the priests, all the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of the Lord, even the money of every one that passeth the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that cometh into any man's heart to bring into the house of the Lord. Let the priests take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them repair the breaches of the house wheresoever any breach shall be found. But it was so that in the three-and-twentieth year of King Jehoash the priests had not repaired the breaches of the house. Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada the priest and the other priests, and said unto them, Why repair ye not the breaches of the house? Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. And the priests consented to receive no more money of the people, neither to repair the breaches of the house. But Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in the lid of it, and set it beside the altar on the right side, 
as one cometh into the house of the Lord. And the priests that kept the door put therein all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. And it was so, when they saw that there was much money in the chest, that the king's scribe and the high priest came up, and they put up in bags, and told the money that was found in the house of the Lord. And they gave the money, being told, into the hands of them that did the work, that had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought upon the house of the Lord, and to masons and hewers of stone, and to buy timber and hewed stone to repair the breaches of the house of the Lord, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. Howbeit there were not made for the house of the Lord bowls of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver, of the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. But they gave that to the workmen, and repaired therewith the house of the Lord. Moreover they reckoned not with the men into whose hand they delivered the money to be bestowed on workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The trespass money and sin money was not brought into the house of the Lord, it was the priests. Then Hazael king of Syria went up and fought against Gath, and took it, and Hazael set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Jehoash king of Judah took all the hallowed things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, kings of Judah, had dedicated and his own hallowed things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of the house of the Lord, and in the king's house, and sent it to Hazael king of Syria. And he went away from Jerusalem. And the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy, and slew Joash in the house of Milo, which goeth down to Selah. For Jozakar, the son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of Shomer, his servants, smote him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his stead. So the conspiracy against Joash occurred, all because he rejected the Lord and began to worship other gods, killing the high priest, Zechariah. Okay, so we're going to finish up with chapter 13 today. Jehoahaz, king of Israel. In the three and twentieth year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned seventeen years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, and followed the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he delivered them into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, all their days. And Jehoahaz besought the Lord, and the Lord hearkened unto him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. And the Lord gave Israel a savior, so that they went out from under the hand of the Syrians. 
and the children of Israel dwelt in their tents as before time. Nevertheless, they departed not from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, who made Israel to sin, but walked therein, and there remained the grove also in Samaria. Neither did he leave of the people to Jehoahaz but fifty horsemen, and ten chariots, and ten thousand footmen, for the king of Syria had destroyed them, and had made them like the dust by threshing. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz, and all that he did, and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoahaz slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria, and Joash his son reigned in his stead. So now in verse 10, here's Jehoash, king of Israel. In the thirty and seventh year of Joash, king of Judah, began Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned sixteen years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, but he walked therein. And the rest of the acts of Joash, and all that he did, and his might wherewith he fought against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Joash slept with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat upon his throne. And Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now in verse 14, we read about how Elisha falls sick. Elisha, God performed many wonderful miracles, and yet he succumbed to a fatal illness. Reality tells us that some great people of faith will die. Death sometimes comes through sickness even to those who have a healing ministry. Among the consequences of the fall of Adam and Eve are sickness and death. Not even the prophet was exempt from this. So, now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died, and Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him, and wept over his face, and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. King Joash recognizes Elisha's God as the real defender of Israel. He knows, without a doubt, that with the death of Elisha, the strength and protection of Israel would be gone. In any age where there is no prophetic word for God's people, there is spiritual death and apostasy. Okay, verse 15. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou have consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice, 
and stayed. So the shooting of the arrow toward the east, which was the area held by Syria, was symbolic, predicting that Israel was going to overthrow the oppression of Syria. This was a pledge. God would keep Israel safe. By striking the ground with arrows only three times, King Jehoash demonstrates that he lacks the zeal, commitment, and faith necessary for the Lord to fulfill his promise. Thus, he would not completely defeat the Syrians. Okay, verse 19. And Elisha, the man of God, was wroth with him, and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that, behold, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulchre of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. How amazing is that? Elisha died and was buried. But even in the grave, God manifested his power as a testimony of Elijah's character as a life-giving prophet. The miracle suggests perhaps the influence of a godly man does not necessarily cease at the time of their death. Something to think about. Okay, verse 22. But Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. And the Lord was gracious unto them, and had compassion on them, and had respect unto them, because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, neither cast he them from his presence as yet. So Hazael, king of Syria, died, and Ben-Hadad, his son, reigned in his stead. And Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, took again out of the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, the cities which he had taken out of the hand of Jehoahaz, his father, by war. Three times did Joash beat him and recovered the cities of Israel. We're going to stop there today. And we're going to count our blessings and remember that the Lord is gracious unto us and he has compassion upon us. Thank you, Jesus.